Hello and welcome to Angular Rocks, podcast for those who want to know more about Angular. I am Alexey Kuncevich. Today we'll be talking about Angular CLI, and I am very excited to introduce our special guest, Alan Adjus. Alan has been a part of Angular CLI and Universal Team. Alan, also maintainer of NG Packager. Hello, Alan. Hello, good morning and good evening to everyone. And good evening. <laughs> uh, can you please uh, tell a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. Um, so, um, I'm Alan. I'm from Malta. I've been on the Angular team for the last two and a half years, uh, mainly working on the Angular CLI, as you said earlier. Uh, I love anything which is build tools related and love Italian food. And I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, Alan, for joining us as a guest. I am so excited to have you here and to discuss Angular CLI with you. So let's start from Angular CLI brief history. Sure. Uh, Angular CLI roughly started in early 2017. And what the Angular CLI does is to provide a consistent setup that helps the developers focus on business-related problems. Um, this is because previously um, there were a lot of problems that developers needed to address, which were not necessarily business-related, such as uh, correctly setting up your builds, correctly setting up your optimization settings, and so on. So the CLI provides an out-of-the-box optimal experience um, for productivity, as well as to achieve the smallest bundle sizes possible. Can you tell us a little bit uh, actually how Angular CLI helping developers to be more productive? Yeah, so the Angular CLI helps uh, developers to be more productive uh, with a number of, for a number of reasons. Firstly, because um, it provides a consistent uh, structure and layout between different projects. So uh, if a new developer joins in your organization and let's say he's starting working on a regular project, if he did work before on another Angular project, uh, the structure is pretty much the same. It's just different business logic and and things like that. Um, for example, in React, uh, some time ago, Andrew Farmer compiled a list of hundreds of different type of React seed projects, which with Angular, there is only a single seed, official seed project sort of, and that is the project which is generated by the CLI. Um, the CLI also has optimal optimization settings out of the box. Um, so, we make sure that your project is fully optimized when developed to production with the best settings possible. Um, in version 11, we also collaborated with the Google Chrome team um, to provide two important features that reduce the largest content full paint and first content full paint of your application. Uh, and these are the font inlining and inlining of critical CSS features. The CLI also abstracts the big layer completely. What this benefits the developers is that users don't need to worry about the breaking changes introduced in 
the underlying tools that the CLI uses, such as Boost CSS or Webpack. So truly, the developers are focused on their code and their business logic and not how to compile and how to build their application. Speaking about the first Containful Paint, I believe not every listener may know about that. Maybe you can give a little bit background on what actually first content full paint is and how it helps to improve the performance. Okay, so um, the first content full paint is one of six metrics tracked in the performance section of your Lighthouse report. The uh, FCP, which is short for first conf full paint measures how long it takes to the browser to render the first piece of DOM after a user navigates to it, to a page. So you're just getting it out of the box. And what you have to do, just migrate to the latest version of Angular CLI and you're exactly. done. So guys, if you haven't yet updated to the latest Angular CLI, give it to go and see how your application performance improved. And it would very much like to hear like if you had success or not so success with this technique. So we definitely want to hear feedback from you. And so how people can leave a feedback, say, on this feature uh, or any other particular features? Typically, uh, what, what worked well is that they reach out on Twitter. I was being like an Angular CLI early adopter, started from Angular CLI alpha versions. And so <laughs> over the years, it's improved significantly. Uh, Performance-wise, for example, in terms of how fast is your project built, especially it's very critical uh, for uh, big projects. Uh, I know uh, there is some really, really big projects uh, the build time might take uh, half up to half an hour, maybe more. It's very, very beneficial to see uh, these sort of improvements uh, in Angular CLI. Uh, do you think <laughs> there is any limits? <laughs> like uh, maybe you can say, uh, oh, we cannot make the medium project build faster than five minutes or something like that. <laughs> Is there like any, any, any limits on that? Uh, well... And then how much I will takes time, it's definitely varies project by project. I mean, mm -hmm. it depends on what type of styles you use. It depends if you use uh, lazy loading. It depends if you, it depends on your architecture, how you architecture your code. Um, so, you cannot say like medi a medium project or a, mo a project with 100 components will take less, mm -hmm. let's say, than a minute to build because those 100 components, it depends on how you use them, how the architecture of the application goes and things like that. So it's very hard to quantify a number in terms of let's reduce the build mm -hmm. to... 10 seconds if you have 100 components or if you have 200 components. But we're definitely always working on improving the build times, reducing the memory usage, and so on. I mean, we always want to build the application faster and have a smaller 
result. Those are always the goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we keep we will keep on doing this for for as long as the Angular CLI lives. And I know for sure there is no uh, projects in Google which uh, use an Angular CLI. So that is correct. Yeah, the Angular CLI is only used outside of Google because internally uh, Bazel is used. However, there are parts of the CLI which are used in Google, um, su such as the schematics. Uh, but indeed, yeah, the actual Angular CLI that you use and build the application uh, that is only used on outside of Google. You can create uh, different types of projects with Angular CLI now, right? Uh, applications and libraries. Do you think is there any recommendations for people who want to adopt uh, this sort of monorepo setup? So, um, yeah, the CLI does embrace monorepos. Today, we've seen that they do increase productivity uh, and the overall code health of your applications, um, essentially because, one, you when you do a change, you do it throughout. So from end to end, and also it does improve testing because it's easier to test. Uh, and hence, that is why big companies like Google and Facebook use them extensively. Um, Google is a gigantic monorepo with thousands and thousands of projects. And yeah, the CLI does embrace this totally. We do have, as you have mentioned, the possibility to generate libraries and generate additional applications when you create when you have an Angular CLI workspace, uh, a small maybe trick, uh, if you do intend to create a sort of an Angular monorepo, when you do engineer, use the, you can use the no create application option, which will, which what will, will do is not to create a root level application. So that your application will reside always in the projects folder. And with this, it's kind of cleaner. I find it cleaner. Uh, but I'd say there is something I don't really like. I mean, it's completely Git concern, I'd say. <laughs> like if you say made some changes and commit, uh, sometimes other people which work mm -hmm. in this particular monorepo, it's hard to tell right away unless you have some convention like what um what particular project is this uh, commit actually referring to if you see what i mean yeah totally i mean we see that as well and i think one of the solutions for that is that you always scope and type your commit messages so by looking at the commit message you you can see exactly where that commit belongs. For example, in Angular, we use, if you change the core package, we scope the, the commit with core. If you do a change in, let's say, platform server, we scope it with platform server. All right, so if anyone <laughs> have these uh, problems uh, committing into monorepos, 
try to look up on scopes and maybe it will help you to improve your commits. I believe uh, once you uh, have a little bit of experience with Angular CLI, you find some ways uh, how you can improve your workflow. And as you already mentioned, like this no create application thing, it's kind of not probably well known unless you read up on the documentation. Do you think, is there any more tips and tricks you can share with the listeners? Uh, yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, so a couple of other tips and tricks is that try to avoid enabling vendor chunking on production builds. Um, this is turned on by default for development and turned off for production. Um, turning this on for production would cause several optimization bailouts, uh, which would end up increasing your final bundle size. If you are using CLI version 11, try to enable critical CSS optimizations. Uh, this will inline critical CSS inside your index.html file. Another tip would be avoid using Webpack specific features. These are really not supported by the Angular CLI team and can break at any time. And yeah, as mentioned earlier, the other tip and trick would be to use the no create application option if you intend to create a monorepo workspace. And you mentioned Webpack specific features. So can you name a few? Uh, by specific features, I mean like there are certain features that only work if you use Webpack. These are, for example, um, importing an image as if it was an ECMA module. So you do import from image.png, uh, which that is not a valid JavaScript syntax. Um, another one would be the use of magic comments, which you can do a require and it will change the context of that require. Uh, and there are many more of these sort of web-specific features that the Angular team doesn't support. And is there like a plan to support those features or is there a reason why you're not supporting them? Yeah, so the reason behind, behind this is that Webpack is an implementation detail and if one day mm -hmm. we decide to change it, it shouldn't be a breaking change to the users. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So there is like a risks involved when you're using those features. Mm -hmm. it, it's used at your own risk, sort of. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's, as in the risk is that if it works, it's good. If it doesn't work, we will not do anything to fix it because it's, you are on, on an unsupported path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see. And actually, my uh, favorite uh, Angular CLI uh, tip and GG. That's my favorite comment. <laughs> I, lose, I use it like, I mean, always when I'm working on Angular project, NGG is my favorite. For those who don't know, NGG is actually a shortcut for ng-generate command. Right. 
Any other tips and tricks you can think of or any best practices? Uh, yeah, if you are using an Angular CLI 11 or older, um, try to create an application or waste space using strict mode. This will be enabled by, by default in the future. And what this option does is basically creates uh, a stricter TypeScript configuration, uh, stricter Angular compiler settings, and also reduces your bundle sizes by approximately 75%. And this will help you achieve better code quality and also um, catch bugs ahead of time during compilation. So yeah, give it a shot. All right, so let's talk about Angular CLI future now and what lies there in the horizons with the next uh, Angular CLI versions. So yeah, um, as mentioned earlier, we will enable the strict mode by default. This is so we start best practices. You start using best practices from the beginning. Uh, we are also enabling the enlightening of critical CSS by default, which is currently opt-in in V11. Uh, we introduced uh, the post-CSS preset uh, plugin uh, to enable CSS polyfilling, so you can use uh, new CSS syntax, which is not supported by all browsers, but it will be polyfilled using this plugin. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we will also uh, use Webpack 5 by default. Um, currently, in version 11, this is opt-in, but we intend to change that to be the default. Uh, and also in the future, we will uh, drop Notan support. This will make the CLI even faster because we do not need to use legacy APIs. Uh, that's the future. Do you think in a two years time or three years time, hmm? uh, how Angular CLI would look like? Oh, wow. Is it hard one, right? <laughs> it's it hard one because I mean, it, it so much depends on the entire ecosystem and what happens right. to bundlers, what happens to the tools out there. Do you think in two years' time people still bundling or maybe they start using HTTP2 or anything like that? I think HTTP2 has been out for some time, but I bundling would still be beneficial. Right. Because with HTTP 2, I mean, you still, if you do not bundle, you will end up having thousands of requests because you depend on different node modules that you depend on. You need to tree shake. Maybe browsers become more sophisticated. 
I mean, I, I believe there is will be something there, maybe browser feature, I don't know, which actually will improve significantly the application load and, you know, all these performance things. I mean, we couldn't bundle like <laughs> for years. <laughs> the good old time system JS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What brings you to AngularCLI team? Why you decided to be a part of it? I, I like to make things work in the sense of people usually are scared of the behind the scenes of how a build tool works, how to bundle and things like that. But that's my passion. That's what I like the most. I see. And what was your first AngularCLI commit? Can oh you remember? Good. <laughs> uh, probably one of, it's not the first, but probably one of the first is to enable vendor source mapping. So probably that was one of my first. And prior to that, actually, since I'm an ng packager contrib contributor and maintainer now, uh, there would be like some feature there. I pretty much implemented the watch mode and yeah, most of, most of the features there. There is, I think there is some listeners who probably don't know what ng packager is. Can you just briefly, uh, in a couple of sentences, explain what it is and what problem does it solve for developers? So uh, ng packager is a tool which is used to one, to compile and bundle your application uh, into APF. APF is the Angular page format. This, in, this is, enables a couple of things. Uh, one, it, there is a consistency between Angular libraries. And this is important because tools such as NGCC wouldn't be possible if it was not the case. Uh, and secondly, it provides out of the box best settings to bundle your Angular application. So it's always compiled in AOT mode. I mean, there's no, you do not need to set up your build for the, for the library on your own. Um, yeah, that's it. Seems like ANG Packager is kind of important uh, bit uh, in Angular CLI, which helps you to compile and package your Angular libraries into this Angular APF format. Yep. And I remember it wasn't a part of Angular CLI in the beginning. It was like a separate project. Uh, it is theoretically still a separate project. But uh -huh. I mean, it still sits in a separate repo, but I right. am the maintainer of it. Right. Okay. I see. Do you remember who started this project? Uh, yeah. His name is David. I don't know how to pronounce his surname. Hayes, I believe. It's pronounced. All right. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. So it seems like uh, we're getting to the end of the show. 
Is there any, any links, Alan, you want to share? More details about what you do? Definitely tell us what's your Twitter handle. So my Twitter handle is Alan Arjus4. Uh, but I'll definitely provide some links later on so that you can share it with the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll put all those links into the show notes. And so, seems like that's all for now. Thank you, Alan, for being with us today. I'm Alexey Kuncevich, and this is Angular Rocks. See you in the next episode. Hey, Alexey here again. I have decided to make this episode a bit more epic. So I created an Angular CLI cheat sheet to help you to keep all basic Angular CLI commands for a quick reference. You will find the link to the Angular CLI cheat sheet in the show notes.